We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT, along with Vince D'Addario, Sean Styers, Brian Driscoll paying us his regular Thursday visit to talk a little bit of Notre Dame football recruiting. How are you this afternoon, Brian Driscoll? Doing wonderful. Always ready to talk Notre Dame football. I'm sure you are, and uh, we're always <laughs> ready to talk it with you, of course. You know, before we talk specifics about guys and recruiting weekends and and some other stuff in you know more specific I guess I wanted to ask you you know a lot of things obviously happening this week in terms of name image and likeness and all that and the NCAA is apparently going to leave it to individual states and schools to figure out their own NIL stuff and you know like just that in itself is is a conversation but let's <laughs> let's stick with Notre Dame on this We've seen some some kind of inklings from Notre Dame along those lines, you know, from the billboards and, and stuff like that, what they're going to do with name, image, and likeness once it happens. Do you have an idea of what else they could have in mind, you know, in terms of, of NIL and, and, and how it could be impacting recruiting right now? Well, you know, I don't know how I don't have specifics of what they're going to do, Sean, other than just like you said, just kind of branding these young men and getting their names to be out there so that there is value to their name. You know, so if you're the if you're Ian Book and you're starting quarterback, there's value to your name. People are going to want you to do advertisements. People are going to want to use your 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 picture. And that's the thing I would really be pushing if I'm a school is try to find as many opportunities for them to have things where it's just a photo of them as opposed to, you know, someone to shoot a commercial or something like that. You know, those are things I would certainly look for. But what I have, what I, ha what I can say is without knowing the specifics, because a lot of kids don't want to get into specifics and Notre Dame hasn't given me specifics yet. What I have, what I will tell you is I've talked to several recruits and, and they all bring up, and again, they bring up, I don't ask, they bring up before I can ask how impactful the message that Notre Dame is giving them about name image likeness. So 
specifically what is Notre Dame doing? I'm still trying to figure that out. But what I do know is they are selling the heck out of it right now. And it, it is about, look, this is Notre Dame, right? Championships are not. We have something that nobody else has. And that is a brand that is not just national, it's global. And I think Notre Dame is wisely using that to their advantage. And it is absolutely resonating with a lot of recruits so far. Brian, obviously, uh, June is a huge month for recruiting. We've talked about that a bunch. Uh, but this weekend specifically, uh, Notre Dame has like seven committed uh, recruits on campus and only, I think, three or so non-committed recruits. Uh, how is that an advantage to Notre Dame, and how exactly did that work out that it's it's so – I don't want to use the word lopsided, but, you know, this is the most recruited – or this is the most committed group of guys that uh, Notre Dame has seen on campus all at once. It wasn't the original plan. There have been at least four visitors that were going to be here this weekend that have been canceled or they canceled. You know, uh, Gavin Salchuk running back from – Colorado committed to Oklahoma. Notre Dame canceled the visit with Ernest R.J. Er, er, Cooper. Ernest R.J. Cooper. They've canceled the visit with K.J. Winston. They canceled the visit with Xavier Bradshaw. And then Ryan Bear, an offensive lineman from Ohio, uh, the latest until I was, he canceled his visit after some conversations with Notre Dame, which is it's kind of a, a mutual thing from what I understand. So they were supposed to be a lot more uncommitted players. <clears throat> but Notre Dame feels good about where they are in a few positions, so they they canceled some some recruitments or some uh, some visitors that are going to be on campus. So as of right now, my last count is there's going to be six committed players on campus to three uncommitted players from 2022. There's also going to be some 2023 kids on campus. But you know the the, the advantage is is number one, just when you look folks on the uncommitted kids, because there are few fewer players, it it allows the entire ten co ten man coaching staff plus all the analysts and the GAs and the support staff and the recruiting operation and the academic support people, there's going to be a lot of people, you know, you're, you're talking about the, uh, you know, the student to teacher ratio kind of thing this weekend. <laughs> it's going to be great for Notre Dame. And it's also going to be, you know, basically two commits for every uncommitted player essentially. So that's certainly a plus. The other part of it too, Vince, is there's some kids on campus this weekend that I believe are important to make sure that they are feeling the love from you as well. So a lot of times when you have committed kids on campus with uncommitted kids, it's they're on campus to help pitch Notre Dame to the uncommitted kids. I think there's some guys like Jadarian Price, the running back from Texas, uh, Aiden Gabera, the defensive end from Virginia, some players like that, that I think it's important that Notre Dame get them on campus so they can remind them, hey, we love you, man. You're, you're our guy. You know, yeah, we're, we're recruiting other guys, but you're our guy because, you know, some of these players like, you know, like Aiden Gabera, for example, he's blowing up. I mean, he had a phenomenal junior season. He's going to have another great senior season, most likely. And there's going schools aren't going to stop recruiting him. And you need to make sure that you understand that. You know, Maureen Walker, who's visiting this weekend from Louisiana, in the last two weeks, he's earned offers from Alabama and LSU. It's good to get him on campus and remind him, hey, look, we love you, we like you, and all you know, we want you here, and all this other kind of stuff. So I think that's important too. And when you have you know, eight or nine uncommitted players on campus, it can be more difficult, Vince, to spend the, the time needed with the committed players to make sure that they come away feeling that love, uh, much like they did last weekend with this, with some committed kids. There was a lot of committed kids on campus last weekend, more uncommitted kids, but not so many that you couldn't also spend time, you know, really showing the love to the kids that are already in the class. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame uh, racked up another linebacker commit, of course, with Tui Alamaka over the Good. weekend. I, know, I, I, I'm, I, I impressed yeah, myself when I very get, well when, done. I was able to say that <laughs> the first time. It just tripped right off the tongue there. <laughs> Four-star guy, though. So, so tell me, just start with some of your thoughts on him, and then how could it impact kind of the next linebacker they're looking at, Jalen Sneed? Well, I, I really like Junior Tui Alamaka. He's a throwback middle linebacker. You know, he's from that, you know, that Manti Teo school of linebacking. And I don't mean he's a top ten national player like Manti was, or that he's going to come become a, a you know runner up to the Heisman Trophy and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm just referring to the style of play. You know, he's six two. He's already two hundred thirty plus pounds. He's a big, strong, upper bodied kid, thick lower body kind of kid that, look, you're going to say, hey, you see this zone from the edge of that tight end and the edge of that tight end and kind of that zone? This is where you dominate, right? This is your home. You 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 protect everything here. We'll take care of the stuff on the perimeter. You dominate right here. And he's a thumper on the inside. And I think that's I think that's going to be making a comeback soon. You know, we talked about a month or two ago. We were talking, or actually it might have been a little sooner than that. We were talking on the show about one of the great questions you guys had was, what trends do you see coming back? And one of the ones that I see coming back is if you can find a thumper at middle linebacker to where you can better defend the box with five guys, I think you're going to want that. And, and I think that's what he brings to the table. But he also brings enough size to where he's going to finish high school the same size that Justin Adam Yola was, who's a, def- a big end at Notre Dame. And so if he isn't your starting middle linebacker, there's another place. there are other places you can put him, although they're recruiting him at linebacker. I'm just simply adding – you know, my analysis to the fact that he does bring versatility. He's not the kind of guy that if he doesn't get started at Mike, he's not going to play anywhere is where I'm coming from. And how it helps Notre Dame is you now have the three, you know, your, your three really talented linebackers in the class. You don't need to recruit anybody else but Jalen Sneed. And so now you're putting all your chips, all your emphasis, all your focus on Jalen Sneed. I think Notre Dame is in a great place with where they stand right now with Jalen Sneed. But the other part of it, too, is as you can say to Jalen Sneed, hey, there's nobody else really like you. Look, you know, Junior's a thumper in the middle. Josh Burnham's a bigger guy. Nolan Ziegler's a, you know, a safety rover kind of player. You know, you bring this type of element, and you have a chance to be part of something special. Because if we if, if we land you, this is what the staff would say to him, you know, if we land you, there's nobody in the country that's going to have a better linebacking core than we're going to have. And I think when they say that to him, it's going to resonate. And, and I think Jalen wants to be a part of that kind of thing because – Football's a little different from basketball, in my opinion, because in football, it's still very much, I don't care how good I am, I want to make sure that I'm surrounded by other great players because that's the only way you're going to win. Sure. Brian, I, I 
Notre Dame recently offered uh, an in-state offensive lineman named Ashton Craig. He's going to be on campus this weekend. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, are you surprised that they offered him? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on him being potentially part of this class if he if he does end up committing to Notre Dame? When his name first got mentioned, I I you know you always have immediate reactions to things, right? My immediate reaction was like, oh lord, this isn't <laughs> going to be good. Yeah, you know, because he's listed at six five, he's two hundred sixty pounds, he's you know he's not a big guy, plays at some high school I've never heard of in Indiana, and you know he has a good offer list, but it's not a blow you away offer list, not the kind of offer list you expect a, a, an offensive lineman for Notre Dame to sign. But you know, then you watch the film. And the film tells me a completely different story. I really like this kid, Vince. And and I know he's not going to impress anybody. If, if you're a stargazer, you're someone who looks at stars and that defines a prospect, you're not going to like him. I get it. But there are some four-star kids that Notre Dame had offered previously that I would absolutely take this kid over. Uh, he's, a, he's long. He's got very powerful hands. He's athletic. Uh, he's got just a, a toughness to him. You know, I like him at tackle. They're recruiting him on the inside. I think that versatility is also something I really like. But... You know, and I've been told he's up to 283 pounds now, but he's a good-looking 283 pounds. You know, he's not he's not like putting on bad weight, <clears throat> and he's been on campus twice already, which tells me that Matt Bayless has at least seen him once up close and personal, which I mean he was able to sort of evaluate the frame and give sort of the thumbs up to say, hey, yeah, we can work with this kid. Uh, so I, I I really like him. He's the kind of kid that you get that's a three-star that nobody really knows about. He's buried on your depth chart for a couple years, and then you know as a redshirt sophomore the you know, he's added size and strength and, and he's gotten the technique and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, how'd this kid beat out our top 100, you know, kid over here, right? That's the kind of kid I view him as. And he's a lot like Joe Alt last year. And I've said this before, Vince, you know this, you give me a kid like that every year as your fourth or fifth offensive lineman. And I'm a happy guy because offensive line is one of those positions where we see more than any other position, these two and three star recruits developing the top 10, top 20 NFL draft picks because there's so much body changing that happens with some of these kids. The higher ranked kids are usually the ones that are already 295, they're already 300, they're already ready-made players, and they go to college and then they dominate. And then there's the guys like Jarrett Patterson, who wasn't a necessarily a highly ranked guy. You see guys like this at Wisconsin all the time, Iowa all the time, where you never heard of this guy in high school, and then he goes to this school, and all of a sudden he gets bigger and stronger, learns technique, and next thing you know, he's an all-Big Ten lineman and becomes a first-round draft pick. And that's, that's kind of how I view this kid. He's the kind of kid that would have gone to one of those schools if Notre Dame didn't get on him. And three years from now, after never hearing about him, he becomes a, an all-Big Ten player. And I'll take a kid like that in every, every class along the offensive line. Brian Driscoll with us from irishbreakdown.com. Talk a little Notre Dame football recruiting. I, I saw you had something recently about your dream finish to this 2022 class. So what would your, tw your, your dream finish look like? to finish off this 2022 class? Well, I, I would love to get Nicholas Singleton at running back from Pennsylvania. I think he's a top 100 player. I would love to get Tobias Merriweather and C.J. Williams at wide receiver. And I would like to get Xavion Bradshaw. The Notre Dame coaching staff disagrees with me on that, but I would love to get <laughs> Xavion Bradshaw. Um, the offensive, the dream offensive line class is the one that I'm, I'm most concerned about right now uh, is in regards to the guys that I think should be part of that. They're not looking good for right now. Defensive line-wise, it's Anthony Lucas, the defensive end, defensive tackle kind of hybrid guy from, from Arizona. It's Jalen Sneed at linebacker. It would be Benjamin Morrison and Devin Moore at cornerback and Xavier Nwankpa and Jake Pope at safety. And I think for most of those kids, with the exception of the offensive line, 
I think there's they're in a good place with most of those kids, and that, where they can at least land a good chunk of a lot of those players. And uh, you know, a couple of one of those guys, C.J. Williams, is going to be on campus this weekend, so it's going to be a huge opportunity for them to to impress him and potentially put a, a really highly ranked recruiting class together at receiver. My concern, however, is that yes, it'll be highly ranked, but it, it's it's a lot of the guys that do the same exact thing. That would be my my biggest concern at receiver. Brian, you you mentioned that there's going to be a, a few 23s on campus. Anybody stand out to you that Notre Dame really, you know, needs to make an impression on? I realize it's early, uh, but you know, sometimes the uh, the early bird gets the worm. So so anybody that you want to kind of highlight that Notre Dame really is going to keep an eye on this weekend. You know, Vince, I I hate how sped up recruiting has gotten. Yeah, where you I have agree. to be watching freshman and sophomore film because there's so much bad freshman and sophomore film out there. But there was a kid that I watched over a year ago named Carnell Tate. He was playing at Chicago Marist uh, as a freshman. And I'm like, this kid's not a freshman. This kid's really good. I said in our show today at Irish Breakdown that if this kid was as good as a senior as he is as a freshman, I'd still take him at Notre Dame. If he makes no improvement from his freshman to senior year, I'd still take him at Notre Dame. But he will make improvement, and he has a chance to be a really special player in high school. He's transferred to IMG Academy down in Florida, which tells you a little something about his ability. And and he's going to be on campus this weekend. And that's an important one because he's a Chicago kid. They haven't done as well with Chicago kids in recent years. I'd like to see that change. That That's part of it. It's important. You'll get a kid from IMG now. He That's important. And that's a place Notre Dame's had some success with in recent years. But also being able to hopefully kick your class off with a kid that's got that kind of – I mean, he's a top 50 to 100 recruit. And he's a receiver, and he's an explosive receiver, in my opinion. So you can get a kid like that to kick your 2023 class off. That'd be great. He's going to be on campus this weekend. It's going to be his third visit to Notre Dame this month, which is important. He's bringing his family with him. And I'm not saying he's going to commit. Ohio State's pushing hard for him. And Ohio State's a formidable foe when it comes to recruiting wide receivers. Uh, So that's going to be tough. But that would be one in the 2023 class that you can hope that Notre Dame really knocks it out of the park. Because if they're able to do that – if they are able to convince him to commit to them early, you know that that's that's it's hard. It's going to be hard for me to envision starting a class off much better than that. So, Brian, you know we've had all these visits obviously since things opened back up here in the month of June, and all these visitors coming in and camps and everything else. When do you think that that Notre Dame could actually start locking up more commitments? Because if I'm not mistaken, what it's Tui Alamaka so far there there haven't been a whole lot of back. Yeah, and this month you've got you've. Uh, I think you got Donovan Hyannis at the beginning of the month. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay. <clears throat> and then you got two Alamaka. And, you, you know, I, I thought they'd get five this month. Uh, there are some kids that I believe are coming, but they just haven't made their public announcements yet. So I, I do think there's a couple of those in the pike. But, you know, Sean, to me, you got to hope that in this next two weeks, right? So a lot of kids, you get to this point in the year and you're like, hey, I want to do something over Fourth of July weekend or something like that with family and if they get to the the end of that following week, so like that Friday, Saturday of the, of the week following July 4th, and some of these kids that we think they're going to get haven't gone public yet, I'm going to get a little bit nervous, to be com- completely honest with you, about whether or not they're going to get those. But, you know, I could see guys like Ashton Craig, who's going to be visiting this weekend, the offensive lineman that Vince was talking about. I think that's a kid that if, uh, with a good visit this weekend, you know, he could end up in the class somewhat soon. I think they're in a great position with Jalen Sneed. At this point in time, I think they're in a really good position with Jake Pope, the safety from Georgia, although you know he's visited Ohio State last week. He visits Alabama this week, so you, you never know when those two schools are involved. Now, he's a kid that I could see. And then I could also see them 
you know, maybe pulling a surprise out and getting a player that that wasn't expected to commit this summer, maybe a wide receiver to decide a little sooner. And I think they'll get they'll add at least one more DB to the class somewhat soon. And if they don't, then I'm going to start getting a little bit, a uh, little bit uh, a little worked up, a little worried. yeah. Well, worked up. You know, okay, what's happening here, fellas? You know, what's going on? This is a dream finish you I was writing about. It's not looking like it's going to happen as much as, well as I thought. But yeah, you know, without trying to panic, you kind of you kind of start to get a little bit uh, concerned and want to follow up. Like, hey, what's going on? Yep, absolutely. Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com with our regular Thursday recruiting update. Brian, tell everybody what's going on right now at IrishBreakdown.com. Well, obviously, we're prepping for this weekend's big visit at Notre Dame. So, again, big not in volume, but big in, in importance, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, we can, we're continuing our countdown to kickoff series where we're breaking down every position and the p- top players of those positions. Today, we uh, k- talked about the defensive end position and how Notre Dame, for the second straight year, has to re- replace a pair of drafted defensive ends and how this end, this group could end up being even more productive than the last two groups. And it all revolves around... Isaiah Foskey and Jordan Patejo taking step forwards, and then whether or not Myron Tungavaloa can become comfortable playing uh, at that big end position. So we broke that down. I thought that was a, a really good feature. And then, of course, we'll continue uh, building through that through the summer. And tomorrow at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern, we will have our live mailbag where we answer all the questions that Notre Dame fans have. And goodness gracious, they have a lot of them because those shows go I'm for sure. a very long time. I bet. Best day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Brian, appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having me on, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.